inspiring healthy living. After facing family health challenges and seeing how natural solutions transformed our lives, we are determined to help other mamas thrive, not just survive. What if feeling awesome every day is possible for you and your family? Come along with us on our natural journey. All right. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Julie. Welcome to our podcast called Helping Mamas Thrive. Yes, but the episode is called Episode 14, A Healing Mama Story, right? Yeah. A Mama's Healing Story. A Mama's Healing Story. Mama's Healing Story. So we have a special guest today, a very true, amazing person that I love so much. You do too. We hope oh, yes. everybody loves her. I've never met anybody that didn't, right? Carrie McVee, how do you pronounce your last name? McVeigh. Yeah. Okay. And um, I just, if you don't mind, Carrie, let me say, um, I met Carrie because I was looking for an emotional release provider. Um, and so I had posted in one of our Young Living Facebook groups asking, and somebody connected me with Carrie. And I, have never looked back since because she's such a special person. Um, she does emotional release on me and my son, Jonathan, and she, her brain just knows so much and her heart is full to help people heal. And I'm so honored to know her and be her friends and so happy to have her here today. So true. We're so excited. And to be, it's, it's interesting to be in the presence of a healer is a very interesting thing. Cause I haven't, I haven't been in the presence of a lot of healers before. And, um, there's, there's a very different presence and it's interesting. It reminds me of what I would imagine if I would have ever spent time with Gary young, if, if I was in his presence, it's like just this aura or I don't know, I can't. I can't really explain it, Um, but it's the calmness of everything is just fine and good. And so I've had the pleasure of uh, taking several classes from Carrie. Um, The Healing Oils of the Bible class was like the most amazing transformative um, class. Oh, yeah. And when you did that um, Anointing. anointing, it was unbelievable. So I just am super blessed by you and thankful uh, that you walk this earth and that Robin was able to connect me to you. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. So uh, let's start. We just took an oil, but I kind of want something energizing. Go can you first there. Um, Julie gave me peace and calming, but she was about to ask Carrie, what oil are you using right this second, Carrie? I think the last oil I put on uh, was Progescence Plus earlier. <laughs> and before that, it was Cystus and Clove. Oh, yeah. Cystus. Mary loves Cystus. <clears throat> Love that oil. I'm putting energy on. Okay, that was good. That was good. Okay. Oh, Three Wise Men. I also put some Three Wise Men on. Nice. Yes. Do you want to, do we want to start with her healing story? Yes. Or do we want, how about Carrie, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and it kind of like talk, it will move right into your story. (laughs) Yes. I'd be happy to thank you both so much for inviting me to share. And it's a real honor to 
to be um, able to help whomever God brings into um, my classes. And I just, um, I think the world of both of you and I, I love watching your videos and the things that you post on Facebook. And I really um, appreciate each of you. Um, so I am um, now a grandmother and in, in uh, my previous life, I feel like a cat with many lives and I don't know, I'm on about six or seven right now, I think. <laughs> and um, in, in one of those previous lives, all I wanted was to be a wife and a mom. And that plan um, was a little bit rocky, and, but it was going along okay until baby number three came out of me very messed up. Um, so when my third baby was born, she had little um, clubbed feet that kind of wrapped around her ankles and her knees bent backwards. And she had very dysmorphic features. And the um, midwife just scooped her up and told me congratulations and put her in my arms. And that was uh, what I call the one perfect moment because then they took her away from me and I didn't get to see her hold her or know anything about her condition for two full days. Mm -hmm. um, that really was hard. And I, I spent like the next six weeks living in, in and out of the NICU unit. Um, of course they don't let parents stay in the NICU. Uh, so I had to stay elsewhere and, come back and forth. Um, but basically the doctors told me, you know, they didn't know what was wrong with her. She had a chromosomal abnormality. We found out later that it happened sometime after conception. Um, and then I spent the next two and a half years averaging 10 days a month in a hospital somewhere. I learned to keep a bag packed because I never knew from, morning till afternoon, if I was going to end up in a hospital that night with her, um, because she was just very fragile. So um, towards the end of her life, we um, had maybe one year of normalcy where I couldn't go anywhere. Um, but we were at least not spending so much time in a hospital. Um, but I was mostly home. And um, she always had tubing of some sort, either a, a jejunal feeding tube, G-tube, oxygen tank, that sort of thing. So I didn't get good sleep. I had to always, you know, wake up and deal with machines and um, getting her situated because if she rolled over, you know, some machine would be beeping and I would have to, you know, take care of it. So um, we lost one of her feeding tubes towards the end of her life. And the doctors made this ethical decision to not replace it. And so they ended up sending me home on hospice care. And I got to watch her starve to death after, um, five years of trying to keep her alive. Um, and she was actually six when she passed away, but, um, the last year was, quite the strain on, on everyone. And, um, 
I got very, very ill. We had mold develop in our home during one of those last marathon hospital stays. And so um, I had a lot of grief and then the mold and I ended up with uh, sores that wouldn't heal on, on the corners of my mouth. Um, I ended up with six root canals that I got to pay to get undone later um, mm. as of all the mold and yeast in my body. Um, so <clears throat> I lost my daughter. I lost my house to mold and I lost my health all in one fell swoop. Um, and it, it's interesting at this point, looking back because she passed away in 2001 and here we are, 2023, right? Um, and some moments are just still like crystal clear and as, as if it happened yesterday. And then other things that happened, it's almost like it happened to somebody else. But it's uh, like the, the healing part is um, just a part of my being and, and it. In other words, it's like, it's why I care because, and it's why I recognize the pain and the suffering in other people. Um, it's not that I'm still in that same place of pain and suffering, um, but I um, easily and readily empathize with the pain and suffering in the other person because of walking through what I did with losing her and losing my health and then having to um, really work hard <laughs> to regain uh, my health and, and recover from such a great loss. So um, <clears throat> what, what happened first was I went to see a naturopath who got me somewhat on a healing path because he began to teach me how the body works and he convinced me that the sugar and that I was self-medicating with was really not my friend. So he got me to quit sugar and quit wheat and quit corn because with some testing he did, um, we found those were kind of the, the foods that were causing my body the, the most harm. So I- Can I pause you and ask a question real quick, Carrie? Absolutely. So um, all this time when this was happening to you, were you in the traditional medical model? Had you dabbled in the natural world at all before this? No. So I had actually started going to doctors before my daughter passed away saying, look, I don't feel good. I can't, um, function. I can't stay on my feet uh, for more than, you know, a few minutes at a time. If I bend over to pick something up like a dirty sock off the floor from one of the other kids, I'm passing out almost and I would get really dizzy. And, and their response was to pat me on the back and say, Oh, it's just grief. Um, here's another prescription for another antihistamine. Um, they were giving me decongestants and antihistamines when what, what was really going on is, you know, a body full of yeast and mold and mercury from the amalgams that were, you know, 
in every quadrant of my head. And um, while, yes, I was uh, also grief stricken as a, a mom knowing her child is probably going to die, uh, that was not the, the root cause of my health problems. Um, it was interesting, though, because um, the dentist that I went to, she at least identified that it was I had a, a major yeast overgrowth problem. She said that the sores that weren't healing in my mouth were from yeast. But her only her only suggestion for dealing with it was to write me a prescription for Diflucan and tell me, well, maybe this will help. Um, you can't take it like too much because it'll like mess up your your liver or something. But <laughs> but here here's your prescription anyway. Right. <laughs> That's for our listeners because I learned this when I got my amalgams taken out. In case you don't know what an amalgam is. It's uh, the mercury, the silver fillings, not silver, silver, but they look silver in our mouth and they have heavy metals and they're very, very bad for us. So that was what Carrie was talking about. So Carrie, like what made you go to the natural path? Like that, take that first step. Well, the last straw is a friend of mine who knew about my daughter and knew about my health problems. She had recommended that I go see the the natural doctor in town. And um, what was interesting is that this person was known as the natural doctor, but they really weren't. Um, they just, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain how they got this title of natural doctor, because when I went to see them, they, they again patted me on the back, you know, because I told them what was going on with my daughter and my health and, and, oh, it's just grief. Um, I'm really sorry. But um, in addition to the antihistamine and the decongestant, all I can offer you is this free month supply of Paxil and a prescription. And I, I was like dumbfounded. I left there. I, I didn't take the Paxil. I threw it away and I told God I would rather die. Again, a Western medical doctor is not listening to me. It's like, because I had said, I, I've already tried the antihistamines. I've already tried the decongestants. And you would think a natural practitioner at this point, point would because the the information about um mold yeast and um mercury amalgams was already out there we we weren't in the dark ages we we did still i, I mean we did have the internet already and there were quite a few people writing articles and explaining these um connections and what happens in the body when you you have those uh, toxicities. So anyway, that was the point I walked away from traditional Western um, medical people, or at least I walked away from seeking help from them. Um, and I would still, you know, accept certain advice. And I would certainly go to somebody for, for trauma care if I needed to. Um, if I was in a really bad accident or you know, needed a bones, bone set or something really serious, right. I would go for help. Um, yeah. The reason but, I ask that is just that people, it's so, so hard to sometimes to make the leap 
from traditional to a more natural way. And you don't have to do it all at the same time. It can be a journey. It's just an interesting, when we talk to the people and their healing stories, I just always want to talk about like, how did you get here? Absolutely. And, and I'm often um, curious about that, that as well, when I talk with people, I, I tend to ask them, you know, what, what was it that helped you see a different path? Um, because what happened after I left that particular doctor, I told the person who referred me and they didn't give up. They said later, they, they said, oh, I heard about this naturopath and they actually referred me to this naturopath. And that's the one who really started educating me about how the body works. And so I, maybe that's partly why I try to educate so much because I think we just, a lot of people just don't have enough information on, on what else they could try. Um, right. And it's, it's kind of funny too, though, because it, well, not funny. I think it's just a human nature issue that a lot of people have a very closed mind and, and um, I was thinking this morning about that quote that the most expensive thing to own is a closed mind. <laughs> and it can cost you your life. So profound. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there are people in my life currently who are suffering. They're going to specialist to specialist. Um, and, part, you know, the people who are open-minded in my family are trying to say certain things to help them and they will not have it. They will not listen mm -hmm. even when they hear healing stories. Yes. But, and so their health is plummeting. You too. Yeah, that is so true. And the true definition of good science is the constant pursuit of accurate information and so if you're closed off from so many of these ideas and thoughts, you're never going to really get to the accurate information. So I love that you said that, Carrie. That was like amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try and remember that. I wrote it down. I love it. I wrote it down. We're going to quote you. That's going in the show Great. notes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So I, the nature path, you know, he got me taking supplements, changing my diet. Uh, he actually sent me back to a regular Western doctor to get blood work done. Um, and that was interesting because it showed that my thyroid was actually a little bit low and that would explain some of the dizziness that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he got me taking, you know, some, some supplements to support my thyroid and the hypothalamus. And I did get a little bit better, but I still had no energy. Um, I, I got a little bit um, more of my cognition back. But at one point, I had so much brain fog. If I uh, read a paragraph, I couldn't tell you what the first sentence of the paragraph said. I had lost this ability to remember and learn from what I was reading. And before I had had my daughter, I had been a very avid reader and um, I really enjoyed reading and 
learning from from written material. And that that was something that I'll never forget losing and then regaining. Um, so but the way I regained it <laughs> came later. And so my daughter passed away in 2001. And it was right around that same year that I went to see the, the nature path and started working on, you know, supplementation and uh, changing my, my diet, and then changing my children's diet, which is even harder than changing your own diet. Um, <laughs> And I have to tell a funny story before I go on, because uh, this is for my kids um, and my mom. So one year, I can't remember if it was the first year after my daughter had died or the next year, but my mother was asking the other children, you know, to write a list for what they wanted for Christmas presents. And, and so they had done that and I sent it to her. And then I get this phone call from my mom and my mom says, um, Carrie, I, I really have to ask you something <laughs> about this list. Um, the kids put cereal on their Christmas list. Um, are they serious? <laughs> they really want a box of cereal? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't serve it. <laughs> but, you know, I had read the Nourishing Traditions cookbook and she has a little blurb in there about how these mice that ate Cheerios died before the mice that ate the box. Oh. And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't be feeding my children Cheerios anymore. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that, but I believe it. Wow. Scary. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. So it was funny. So, anyway changed diets and I still had very little energy. Um, I never woke up feeling refreshed, even though I knew that I had slept all night and um, I would literally wake up in the mornings and go to my bathroom mirror and do this to my head because I always had this feeling that my head was three times bigger than it actually was. It was the strangest sensation. Um, and so um, a few years had gone by of these radical diet changes, and I'm still not all that all that better. Um, and I got a notice on in my inbox in a, a homeschool group that somebody was going to be teaching a Healing Oils the Bible class three hours from where I lived. So I contacted that person and I told them my story and I said, you know, I'm, I'm too sick. I don't have the energy to drive three hours to where you're going to be. Would you come to my house and teach me? Because I'm very, very interested. The whole time my daughter was alive and even after I had been reading the Bible for myself and I would ask different people who profess to be Christians if they knew anything about the essential oils that were mentioned in the Bible and nobody knew anything. Um, so wow. of course this class titled healing oils, the Bible caught my attention. So this woman came to my house and she had told me over the phone that she was learning to do something and she didn't know if it would help me. Um, 
but she was willing to try if I was willing to try. And I'm like, well, absolutely. I'm willing to try. That's why I contacted you. Right. Like, and I don't remember exactly what she said. I had too much brain fog at the time when I talked to her, I just remember thinking um, and responding to the kindness in her voice. Um, So she came over, we set the date, she came over she laid me on a massage table that she brought with her and she put a bunch of oils on my feet and my back. And then she taught the healing oils, the Bible class. And so I think I probably had about 25 or 30 different essential oils and blends on my body and in my hands and smelling them um, that, that afternoon and evening And then the next morning, I woke up happy for the first time in 10 years. And I remember, I remember waking up thinking, wow, the, the way I feel, how did I lose this for one? And the, that was the first question after I realized how happy I felt, I was like, wow, how did I lose happy? And the, the answer was I lost happy right after my third daughter was born and they took her away from me for those two full days. And knowing what I know now about um, that third stage and uh, fourth stage, they call it of, of labor, you know, right after that baby's born, you really should have that baby skin to skin. And that causes this beautiful oxytocin hormonal cascade that that covers all the the stress hormones from the actual labor and and delivery and helps your milk come in and of course um, since I couldn't nurse her right away I had tried to uh, pump they'd um, given me um the mechanical breast pumps and oxytocin no spray. And, but with the stress of all that and not having that uh, time, that two to three hours with her skin to skin on my chest, um, my milk just dried up. And so it was just this beautiful realization that um, I had I gone, you know, to probably a, a traditional OBGYN, they would have just put me on antidepressants right then, you know? Mm. Um, so thankfully I didn't do that. Um, because I'd have probably been even worse off health wise (laughs) later. So I held on until these beautiful oils came into my life and the, the oils that were put on during the, while I was on the massage table were of course called raindrop technique. So Mm -hmm. raindrop technique and healing oils, the Bible to this day, they're still my happy oils. I call them because anytime I give somebody else a raindrop, I feel happy. And nice. (laughs) If, if I don't give somebody raindrop for, you know, uh, three, four, five days, then I'll realize, oh, I'm a little bit raindrop deficient and I've got to put them on my feet. <laughs> oh, I'm a volunteer. When right. you become deficient, you can call me <laughs> and I will drive over and be the person to make you happy. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'll text you. <laughs> That's cool. Um, just so everybody knows, yeah, um, Carrie, you only use Young Living, right? I just yeah. want to make that a point because is part of your healing. It's just very important to understand that that's the only, that's what you used. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because, um, you know, since I had been reading in the Bible about these oils, I had actually bought essential oils off the internet and, and other people, um, over the years had said, well, you know, uh, essential oils are natural antibiotics. And so every so often I would buy something from somewhere and I would, I would smell it and I would instantly be reminded of the aisle in the grocery store with all the cleaning products. <gasps> and, yes. and I'm like, this is, this is not good. I can't stand the smell of this. And it wasn't until, um, getting the the book of Dr. Stewart's on the chemistry of essential oils that I understood why that was. And, you know, the average person, they don't know about the industry of, of perfume. So the perfume industry is, is so big and the essential oils that are produced with healing intention that market is, is a much smaller market. So there's a lot to learn about aromatherapy and um, purity matters. <laughs> so, but all that came later, you know, as I started using Young Living's essential oils, and then I went to a training and I got more understanding and bought more books. And then, you know, before you know it, you're going to see a farm and going <laughs> to the distillery. And, and there's nothing that really can replace that, that firsthand um, experience of the, what we call the seed to seal process. Right. I mean, because you guys have been there, you've been to some farms and distilleries. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you say um, what you just said, because Julie and I always talk about in natural health, essential oils being almost a missing component in a lot of the natural world. I mean, a lot of people do use them but a lot of people don't mm -hmm. and they just really elevate your wellness to a whole other stratosphere. Mm -hmm. I feel like, do you agree with that, Julie? Yes. Yes. I think so. And over the years, since they kind of are everywhere, they're in Walmart, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it has downgraded the, you know, um, the, idea that these could be used as part of your body's ability to heal. So um, it's unfortunate because I, I feel like it has muddied the waters a little bit, um, but that just means that we have to shout louder. We have to get the message out there more so people know that there is um, a set of essential oils that do um, do things for our body that can heal us. So, yeah, I do think it's just so interesting that the diet and the supplements, they took you, 
you know, they helped you, but the oils were the cake or the icing. I don't know the great analogy, yeah. but those are what sealed the deal for you, right? Well, the spiritual, emotional part of our very essence is typically not handled by Western pharmaceuticals or diet and nutrition. It's like diet and nutrition is foundational, but it can only go so far for um, helping a person spiritually and emotionally. Um, So the essential oils ability to go right to the limbic region of the brain and help you with processing emotions is a, the key. It, it's a key component to, to everybody's needs. Um, because, you know, we're a spiritual being having this physical earthly experience and the um, essential oils I, I find so fascinating all the time. I call them a, a Holy Spirit bridge because I see so many people, including myself, be able to finally make um, spiritual and emotional connections to what's going on in their body when they start using them regularly. And so there's so many um, books out there now um, about, you know, the body keeps the score and um, the, the way the body stores things is, is well documented now. Um, and I think, you know, if you go back to the question asked earlier about, you know, how did I make this transition away from only Western medicine to a more natural way of, of living. Um, it's with this information and where we get our information matters. And with the world of aromatherapy, I think, you know, Gary Young just pioneered education of the, the people. And I'm so thankful that I got to hear him in person finally. And over a number of years, I, uh, from 2010 was, I think the first time I heard him speak in person. And then, um, through 2014 and 15, I was able to be at a number of different events where he spoke directly to us. And so I got to learn so much, um, from not just what he said, but his actions. And, you know, he was just such a magnanimous being. And I, I watched him do some things in how he, he spoke to other people that really um, changed my heart. And, um, you know, I think really good teachers, they, they will say, you know, there's never a dumb question. And right. Because it's like the person has to feel safe to ask a question in order to to really learn sometimes. And and that's one of the the things people often get afraid of asking a question because they don't want to be the person that's asking the dumb question. (laughs) And I watched Gary um, be just so sweet and kind to this person who I, I felt was wasting his time by asking a dumb question, you know, a question that 
if she had read all the books that I had read, she wouldn't need to ask that question, right? <laughs> you know, but I learned so much from from that and so many other situations, just being around him, because he really had such a passion for teaching people. And I think that's um, uh, just a rare gift, you know, the, the teacher gift. Um, but I've thought a lot about how you can get people to start reading more and actually guide them to this um, aromatherapy education in in a way that's um, inspiring and um, because we have these computers. So right here at our fingertips, we can actually find a lot if we just have a somebody leaving us a few uh, breadcrumb trails, right? Mm -hmm. Where to go next? What to study next? Yeah. Can, I, can we talk about um, how you studied? Um, you have quite a few certifications. You've been through a lot of training. You have been a trainer. So can you just talk, take us through your journey of, um, cause when you jumped in, you like, you really jumped in. <laughs> I did. Yes. So the, the first thing was the, the woman who gave me that raindrop and first healing oils, the Bible class, she said to me, okay, you have to buy this book. So right off the bat, I bought an essential oils desk reference. It was the third edition. I highly recommend it. And she began training me by telling me to start reading that book. And anytime, you know, something that um, my kids or my friends asked me, she said, okay, look it up in the book before you talk to me. Like, if I called her or she called me and we were talking about something and I asked her a question, she would say, did you look it up in the EODR, EODR, essential oil desk reference? And I'd be like, oh, okay. So she taught me right away to always look it up in the book before I would ask for more help. <laughs> so I started with that and that is a great place for anybody to start in even um, the, the pocket references in basically any of the editions of the essential oil desk reference that you can find out there. Cause they're, they're not in print right now. Um, you can learn from, they are out there on the market. You just have to look in the used book sites and look on Amazon. And I think oil revolution designs, might have a few eighth editions still um, in stock. So I started there and then I went to what's called a care intensive and everybody should go to raindroptraining.com and start reading through the article archives. It's free. And in the article archives, they're, they're short articles that deal with different aromatherapy subjects in such a, a concise, beautiful, easy to learn from manner. So I started doing that. What's the website again? Raindroptraining.com. <clears throat> and raindroptraining.com was started because Gary Young was teaching raindrop and 
emotional release, but he, he was traveling and, you know, he'd teach portions of, of the material in one place. And it wasn't all in uh, a concise manner. It wasn't in like a, a four day workshop manner. It was kind of a, as you go by the way manner. So um, he taught a, a huge raindrop workshop in Dallas, Texas, I think in 2000, 2001. And some of the people who were there put their heads together and said, let's create this training program. Let's put all this in, into one package so that people can easily learn in a step-by-step manner healing oils of the Bible, Vitaflex technique, raindrop technique, the chemistry of essential oils and emotional release. So that way all areas of the body, heart, mind, soul, and spirit are all addressed at the same time. So that is how raindroptraining.com came into being. And Dr. Stewart and his wife, Lee, have both passed on now. And um, their son, Anthony, is at the helm and doing a great job. And so anybody can go to that website and look for an instructor or look for a raindrop practitioner. If you haven't experienced raindrop, don't have somebody in your area, just get on that website and start asking the instructors that are listed there um, that are in your area. So that's what I did initially. I went to that care. I bought all the books. I came home. I started giving people raindrop and amazing things began to happen. So I just kept checking um, off the little boxes in what's called the care handbook. Um, Mm -hmm. And that handbook is a guideline for an excellent foundation in applied aromatherapy studies. (laughs) And it also, if you follow it, you'll end up being a raindrop practitioner or may keep going and become a care instructor. And I went through um, becoming a supervising care instructor and uh, loved that and helped and quite a few people become raindrop practitioners and, and instructors. And then I got too busy because I also love working with, you can see in the background, tuning forks and gemstones. And I'm glad you said that. I I have a little note here for you to explain what's behind you. So people don't think you're in a gynecologist office. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So in 2011, Dr. Christy Bonds Garrett came to a care summit, which is a gathering of all the care instructors. And she taught 40 of us care instructors how to do what's called planetary vibrational raindrop technique. And and it's incorporating tuning forks with gemstones with the oils and I call it raindrop on steroids because it's it's really layers of healing frequency and some of the tuning forks go directly on meridian pathways on the body 
and VitaFlex points, and then some of the um, frequencies are used just around and over the body. Um, well, just uh, let me pause you for a second, Carrie. So, you know, when Carrie's in town, I try to have a service like every month, and I go there and she, I would want to do emotional release or something. And she's like, no, we're doing a planetary vibrational blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Whatever you say, Carrie, she'll be like, today we're doing a digestive blah, blah. <laughs> yes. So in the essential oils desk reference, Gary Young created this chart of body systems and how to adapt raindrop to support a specific body system. So mm -hmm. what Dr. Christie did is add healing frequencies for those body systems to just um, further empower us with tools and skills to support our body working the way it was designed to. Well, we'd love to love say it. that. That's our favorite thing. Love it. <laughs> Yes. So I became an instructor with Aroma Sounds. And at a certain point, a few years back, I just um, decided that as a, a diamond in Young Living and loving to work with the tuning forks, I couldn't keep up with being a care instructor, too. You know, there's only so many hats you can go on one head. <laughs> so, and so now my husband is going to peek in and say and hello. So, and then God <laughs> said, you must take time for your husband. <laughs> and so, you know, she just had to slow down. Hi, Michael. This is our podcast. And so before we started, even we were talking about you visiting. And then yesterday when you guys saw Jonathan, he was like, bye, Michael, you can go to the gym now. So he could be with Gary alone. Yes. Yes. Good to see you. Good to see you too. How have you Will been? You, good. Will you be at convention too? Yes. Yay! Will you be at convention too? Yes. We'll see you there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Will this? Will we air this before convention? Oh, yes. We will try. Yeah. We yeah. will. It's always me like trying to get the podcast out. And Rama's like, is it posted yet? I'm like, yeah, so we'll get it out before convention. Okay. Um, All right. Bye. Have fun. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> awesome. So um, I have a question. Another, do you have any? Well, you're, you're currently working on another certification, she right? It. She got it. So oh, you, you're finished. Right. So I um, am also a Florida LMT now. A licensed massage therapist and yes thank you um, i'm also a volunteer for that for that <laughs> we will all take one for the team i right? mean if anytime it was great Harry's <laughs> like in, can, instead of emotional release i need to do this um massage thingy to you i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> that is so cool. That's a really intense certification. That's a lot of how many hours is that? Oh, it was like over 700 hours. Um, wow. Amazing. It is a lot of work and a lot of studies, but, um, you know, I'm really glad that I did that. And I mm -hmm. kind of, I, I had 
a couple of um, serious challenges and losing my best friend to cancer and um, decided that to survive her leaving the planet, I needed to really do something to keep myself focused and positive and working on something that I could keep helping people with. And um, so I also felt like, you know, I've been doing courses for massage therapists all these years since because I, I got certified as a care instructor in 2010. Mm-hmm. And yet, I wasn't ever a massage therapist. And so I kind of felt like here I was teaching therapists for continuing ed credits, but not being a therapist myself. And I kind of felt like that was um, not necessarily wrong because it's like a different material than what they're taught. But I felt like I would be a better teacher if I had that um, background as well. And I also love just learning how the body works and body yeah. work techniques and a number. I'm also a, a registered yoga teacher with the Yoga Alliance. I, I have my um, 200 hour holy yoga certification. And wow. I, one of my favorite classes that I took in yoga at a fitness center once was a a yin massage class where one one person is teaching and then a cut there were two massage therapists that were going around the room massaging specific body parts as we did these poses and held them for a long time and I felt so amazing after that class that it was always in the back of my mind um, and because it's not it's not offered in a lot of places because you have to have multiple instructors who are very skilled in body work to, to do the the class. Mm -hmm. So um, I had it in mind at some point that I want to start offering that with oils, because when you are breathing oils and moving with intention and having some somebody else help you with with um, the laying on of hands and massage, it it's just mm. I think the sky's the limit <laughs> to how we can help people feel better. Okay, awesome. That's so um, I before we mm-hmm. tie this up, I just wanted you to parlay some advice to people to moms. Um, what would you say to them either if they're struggling with their health or even if they're not just they have family and they're in charge of their family's health? What would you say to them? I would say you cannot neglect your own self-care. You, you have to prioritize taking care of yourself. You know, it's like um, it gets old, but Every time you get on an airplane, they tell you, put your own oxygen mask on first. And it can feel like overwhelming and hard, but moms need to ask 
others around them for the support they need. So if you as a mom don't know how to put your own oxygen mask on first, you need to find somebody to help you do that. So that's what I would say. Because it was hard for me to to figure that out. And, you know, your first baby, maybe you don't need help. Maybe you got it all under control. Um, but that third baby of mine, whew, I did not have it under control. <laughs> and, and I had to learn to ask the people around me. I, and I don't know, maybe because we're just in such a suck it up and drive on um, society we used to be. I don't know. Now I think things are changing. The, the younger generation seems more willing to talk about how they're really feeling, um, but they may not have the skills to, to still uh, know how to ask. So that's what I would say. Ask for help if you need it. <laughs> No. Great. Awesome. Awesome. That's so great. Um, no, are you, if people are local and interested in getting some of these different, um, uh, massages or how, how can we put something in the show notes for them to contact you or. Absolutely. I I'm always happy to hear from local people. They can make an appointment. Um, I like to teach more than, um, than doing individual sessions, um, just time wise. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I kind of like a balance. So if I have time, I'm happy to take private appointments. Awesome. But you will also do trainings for people who need CEUs for different. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, you know, you don't even have to need the CEs to take the classes to just learn more how to take care of your, your own family and friends. You know, right. I think a, there's, there's usually kind of a, a 50-50 mix in classes of people that actually need the continuing ed credits and people that just want the healing information it's amazing. When we did our raindrop, when you taught us all raindrop, that was so amazing to do that as a group um, because you just, you learn so much more. It's absolutely amazing. And that was a really impactful class. I and love it was that. a hands-on. So yes. I like hands-on learning because mm-hmm. it, you can read about something and it makes sense, but when you experience it, it's a little different. Absolutely. But anytime we have a class at Carrie's, everybody's like, oh, and they, and they get into all the tools. Like, what are these tuning forks? What are these crystals? What are these bubbles? What are these times that everything is like, it's, it's truly an experience. So we, we just really appreciate all that you give back uh, to those and pour into others. We just, we're very grateful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And if you do contact Carrie and you already oil with me, um, please tell her mm-hmm. that, you know, yep. and Julie, she just, she, it helps to know who you're already um, in connected. contact. With. Yeah. Connected. 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 That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. And thank you everybody for listening or watching and we'll get you next time. Yep.
Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And if you want to support our show, give us a five-star rating. To learn more about our practice, visit at thelivingtree.com.